Open the precious Word of God this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The theme for our praying in the back room this morning was about the Holy Spirit. And as we open chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, it begins with a therefore. And we, we know that the word therefore is drawing a conclusion from things that have been said already. And if you look at the last two verses of chapter 3, it tells us, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And that liberty is not liberty to do as we would, but it's the liberty and freedom to do as God would have us to live. Contrary to the Old Testament, which was the covenant of bondage. Verse 18 tells us that we all, that is New Testament believers, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, His glorious image, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. By Holy Ghost power, we are able to conform our lives more and more to be like the Lord Jesus Christ so that we progress from glory to glory to that same image of the Son of God. We're going to read the first seven verses of chapter 4 in light of that. Please stand with me as I read to you these seven verses. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry... As we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen Amen and amen. You may be seated. In chapter 3, the Apostle Paul confessed in his defense to this church that didn't respect him like they should have, that he had been made an able minister of the New Testament, which is far superior to the Old Testament. And there are numerous comparisons made in that third chapter showing the superiority of the New Covenant or the New Testament to that of the Old. And so that first verse, he simply says, Therefore, seeing that we have such a special ministry, all by the mercy of God, we don't faint. We apply ourselves diligently. Verse 2, he tells us that in his ministry, he had renounced. He had declared against 
any dishonesty, any craftiness, or handling the Word of God deceitfully. He was going to be faithful to the written Word of God and not have any hidden agenda, not be looking for any earthly or natural benefits or results from his preaching. But he was going to make manifest the truth, which is to make it as plain and as obvious as possible, commending himself to every man's conscience in the sight of God. He knew that his preaching was before God, and he would lay it out there as clearly as possible for men's consciences to lay hold of. He said in verse 3, But if our gospel, in spite of those efforts of mine, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. This is a strange statement. Most people think that the gospel is to save people. The gospel is only to save those that are already saved. The gospel only benefits those and educates those and converts men who are already born again. Because if they're not born again, then the gospel is hid to them. If it's hid to them, then it can't help them. And it only helps those who have been made alive and who have eyes to see and ears to hear it. And so he says, no matter what happens, if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. It's not my fault as the preacher. It's the fault in the hearer. Because unless God has made a change in them, they will not see or hear or believe the gospel. And here's the, here's a reason why in verse four, in whom, that is in the lost, the God of this world, which is the devil, hath blinded the minds. They cannot see or perceive spiritual things, them which believe not, lest they're blinded so that this does not occur. So that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. They don't see the shining, refulgent beauty of the gospel of Christ because it is hid from them by the blinding power of the devil, which the Bible says is able to take captive anyone at his will unless God gives them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may deliver themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him. What a statement that is made there in verses 3 and 4. If our gospel be hid, and what a gospel it was. The word gospel means good news or glad tidings of good things God has done. It includes everything contained in the Word of God, especially the New Testament, and especially the Son of God Himself and the salvation that He has wrought for us. Verse 5, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Paul as an apostle... Timothy as a fellow laborer with Paul, they weren't preaching themselves. They weren't trying to build some personality cult. They wanted to present the Lord Jesus Christ and have him lifted up before those people there at Corinth. Yes. Verse 6. This is a ministerial verse about Paul and Timothy in particular. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, that's the Garden of Eden. In the creative works of God, the first six days of this earth's time frame. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God said, let there be light in Genesis 1, and there was light. God said, let there be light in Saul of Tarsus. And not only was there a shining of the light above the noonday sun on the road to Damascus, 
but it shone in his heart and revealed the Lord Jesus Christ completely to him so that he in turn could preach it to others. What a tremendous blessing. It's a tremendous blessing to have men chosen before by God to bring the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ to us. Verse 7, But there's one hindering factor. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's the physical body and the infirmities of the Apostle Paul and of Timothy. We have this treasure. That is the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ in clay vessels or clay pots earthen vessels. And why? It's a perfect arrangement that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. If a man believes the gospel and it changes his life, it's because God regenerated him first, opened his heart and his eyes to see it and to believe it, and has strengthened him with might in the inner man to do those things that are pleasing to him. It's not because of the speaker. And so the Apostle Paul, like he told us in 1 Corinthians 2, he dumbed his message down. We don't want to elevate our message. We do not want our message to be entertaining. We do not want our message to be manipulative because then the faith of men would stand in the eloquent ability or oratorical ability of men. And so it's in an earthen vessel. And all he did is, he, I, I, I don't do anything craftily. I don't use the word of God deceitfully. I don't use any dishonesty. I just lay it out there. And that's all that is necessary because the truth, even poorly presented, is still of such value to a regenerate heart that they'll believe it. So the excellency of the power is of God and not of men. Praise the Lord for that. Let there be light. And there was light in Genesis 1 and on this earth. And we have it shining today. Let there be light in gospel ministers that have brought to us the joyful sound that Jesus saves and the glorious knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. These words are wonderful. We are sitting here today because we are no longer lost. We are sitting here today because the God of this world no longer has us in captivity. We are sitting here today because God hath shined upon us all of us together, so that we see the glory of His Son. And may we today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, fulfill the last two verses of of chapter 3, where it says that we can progress from glory to glory, from glory to glory, to be more and more like the image of God Himself, who, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless us today to be thankful for the gospel, to be thankful for his regenerating power that we have believed it and that we might use that power and strength that we have within us to conform ourselves more perfectly to his son, Jesus. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast revealed these things to thy babes, and that you have said, let there be light in us, and to us, and in thy word, that we have beheld wondrous things out of it already, though we often do pray for more. We thank thee, Holy Father, for the gift of thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and all spiritual blessings that are in him, some of which are realized on earth, and others which are realized in heaven, which eye hath not seen, 
nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which Thou hast prepared for them that love Thee. We thank Thee, Holy Father, that we love Thee because Thou first loved us. We thank Thee that You have changed us, quickened us from our death in trespasses and sins, given us the new birth, regenerated us, resurrected us, created us again, O Lord in Christ Jesus. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that You have sent men chosen and prepared with light in Thy Word to share with us and that we have believed it. We thank Thee, O Lord, for that. We pray this day, Holy Father, that You will bless us by Your Holy Spirit, that we will progress from glory to glory to be conformed more perfectly to the image of Thyself, which is in the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, we thank Thee. Heavenly Father, be with all Thy servants and saints in every place. Let the Word of the Lord have free course and be glorified. Let men be delivered by the converting power of the Gospel from darkness to light because You have already shined in their hearts and given them life where they might receive the Gospel. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We must walk to and fro in this earth and our flesh and the world and the devil conspire together against us. Our flesh is corrupt and there is no good thing in us. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. We have nothing to bring before Thee, but we do cling to the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe us in His righteousness practically today. Forgive us our sins. O Lord, if we have grieved or quenched Thy Spirit, and let Thy Holy Spirit have free reign in this assembly, free reign and glorious power in our hearts and in our minds to direct our attention toward Thee and things above. Shed abroad Thy love in our hearts by His mighty power. Lord, we pray for our country. Preserve America. Save it from itself. Save it from its foolishness, its sins in high places and low places. O oh Lord, the nation has corrupted itself in its vain pride and arrogancy against Your Word. We confess the sins of this nation and we pray for the sake of Your righteous people within it that You'll preserve this country for the sake of our children and our children's children. We thank Thee for our government and for our rulers. And we pray for your mercy in their lives that they would lead this country aright and that legislation would be passed and then enforced and then interpreted for the benefit of your children. We thank thee for thy precious word. Without it, we would be lost. We would be on the storms of life without compass or map. And we are blessed to have your inspired scriptures preserved to us that we might see the words of the living God conveyed to us by the Holy Spirit and to compare spiritual things with spiritual things to know those things that are freely given to us of thee. Be with us now. Grant us a great measure of thy spirit. Let the Lord Jesus Christ walk around this candlestick and be pleased and and delighted with us this day, for we ask these things 
And we shall do everything this day in the glorious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.